Hello, listeners. This is producer John. Open Pike Night is going to be at Trek Long Island 2024. From May 31st to June 2nd, Cameron and myself, producer John, will be in the Big Apple living long and prospering. We'll be hosting a panel. We'll be giving out stickers. We will have our microphones. Be sure to follow Open Pike on social media and subscribe to openpike.substack.com because we also will be giving away some Trek Long Island weekend passes. Trek Long Island is May 31st to June 2nd at the Hyatt Regency in Hopog, New York. This is Alora Putnag, and you're listening to Open Pike Night, a podcast with a certain odor to it. Is this thing on? Hello, hello. Welcome to Open Pike Night, the Strange New Worlds podcast where your personal logs are the prime directive. I'm your host, John T. Bolts, and I hope you're ready for a visit from Star Trek's most intimidating mother-in-law since Luaxana Troy. Joining me tonight are my co-hosts, as well as callers waiting in the wings to submit themselves for judgment. First up, the man who will wear this dress to his wedding and know the one he's chosen is not appropriate, host of Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through TNG, Cameron. Listen, I look good in a backless tool, okay? I, I can't help it. It's the way I was built. <laughs> and, of course, the man who was once told he would make a good Vulcan and is now threatening to make it his entire personality, Jesse Bailey. I'm also weirdly hungry, like, all the time. Is that just me? <laughs> and our guest this week is an actress, sort of. At least that's what IMDb says. <laughs> Our guest today is instantly recognizable to any Strange New Worlds fan, but her acting journey to space began with a visit to Neil Armstrong's home, rallying with the Belters against the Inners, and finally finding her place among the amazing talent of the Strange New Worlds crew as T'Pril, the mother of T'Pring. Let's hope we don't get too salty. Please welcome Elora Petnaik to the Open Pike Night stage. Yay! Woo! Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming. We're really excited to have you here. It's, it's, uh, I guess we can announce it now. We're kind of kicking off a bit of a charades, uh, marathon now. Cam, who do we, who do we have? Alora's starting us off, but who will we be talking to? Yep. Next up, we have Mr. Tapril himself, Michael Benier, joining our stage. And to wrap up the charades talk, Charades director herself, Jordan Canning, will be returning for a full-length interview with Open Pike Night. Yay. Guys, I'm so excited. That's awesome. You're like, you're getting all the really important people of this episode, okay? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I mean, you would think we would be covering, I don't know, the musical episode or the crossover with <laughs> five episodes total, but nope, it's going to be charades. It's going to be That's the right. uh, family comedy. Like, we're we're here for it. Listen, I tell you, they've um, uh, Rolling Stone and uh, like it's been named uh, one of the top episodes of 2023. Really? Oh, yeah. awesome. yes. man. 
Oh yes, yes, yes. Look at Jordan's Insta. You know, you you'll see. Like, you know, I'm, I'm I still have to post. It. I'm very proud um, of of that and like being a part of that. That that was like it was up there with the the bear and all these like amazing uh, television shows and stuff. So it's like that's the episode from season two that was chosen from Strange New Worlds. In no small part because of you, Alora, because we have the receipts to prove it. We were texting each other while watching it for the first time, and I said, you guys, these parents are amazing. And I think yeah. it was Jesse was like, we have to get them on. Yeah. Yes. Get that monster-in-law! Get the monster-in-law! That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Spock. <laughs> I was like, it was really funny because... um. I mean, I don't, I, I'm just going to just start Jump right in. Uh, because just, um, when I, I got the audition and I was like, I, I saw, I was like, and it's always under a code name. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're auditioning for. It is like Fort Knox. Everything is watermarked and like NDA this and don't say that. It's really, really like strict with a lot of shows, you know, they need to protect it. Otherwise it gets, mm-hmm. you know, cleaned up and whatever. And so. I was like, what is this? And then when I'm reading it, there's like all these code words in it. So you don't really mm. hear Vulcan or whatever, but you, come on, you figure it out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I grew up with, I go, I know what this is. No way, no way. Because growing up, there were no opportunities for a, uh, you know, a person of color. Um, you know, I came in, uh, you know, uh, in the in the 90s back from drama school. I studied in New York. And when I came back, it was like, you know, slim pickings. I thought I was going to get into theater and then that was really difficult and stuff. So I started doing TV and film. And uh, when I got, I was just like, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be auditioning for a Vulcan. I was just like, "Ah!" you know, it was just (laughs) just too big and it was just, it's epic, right. For us. So uh, I, I I did the audition and I got it and I was like, now what? Then I got even more nervous every time (laughs) it came closer and closer. And then uh, Jordan, our our director, amazing. She uh, texted me and she was like, Hey, listen, you know, if you want to talk about anything, she just opened herself up to me. And, and also, you know, a woman directing this, like, whoa, you know, that, that so much has changed, you know? So, and, and I've always felt like, even though, you know, I grew up watching Star Trek from when I was very, very young and um, it felt very colorful anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, hey, we'll just like, you know, it's like, you know, I'll be one of the aliens, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it is very, uh, you know, diverse. And it's wonderful to, to see, uh, you know, that inclusion. And I when I got it, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> My brothers freaked out. They were like, do you realize, <laughs> do you realize what this is? <laughs> I was just like, okay, you're freaking me out now. I'm not going to be able to perform. That's a pretty common theme. Like there mm-hmm. always seems to be a brother who's freaking out when somebody <laughs> true. tells them they got cast. So. Yeah. I've got two nerds. I've got two nerds. Yeah, a brother, okay, a nephew. Yeah. 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 Mm. There's, uh, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Always oh, some yeah. guy. So, <laughs> I mean, I think people have, flipped out over this more than anything I've ever done in my career. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. cool. So, you know, yeah. Now I just have to like, you know, figure out how I can like fly and, like, you know, do something in the next, whatever I'm going to be. in. I've got to be a witch or a sorceress Ooh. or something, Ooh. Yeah, something I got to top it. How do you top track? <laughs> well, I, I think that was a fantastic preview of everything we're going to talk about. Cause you kind of touched on uh, at least a dozen of our topics. 
But I want to take you further back first, Alora. Oh, we're done here now. Like, <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Have a good night. Great. Yep. Good yeah, one. All right. <laughs> uh, going way back, I, as I understand it, dance was your first kind of performance medium of choice. How did you get into dance? Well, uh, I think we can, uh, I guess we could blame my mom for that one. <laughs> um, usually when, when somebody says that, they're like, you know, my mom sort of really pushed me into this, whatever. But my mom was a dancer. Hmm. And uh, she grew up as a dancer in India, which is where my parents are from. And uh, when she married my dad and came over, she uh, would perform in little local functions, little cultural functions. This is Indian classical dance. So it's almost like when I say Indian classical, it's not like Bollywood, what a lot of people uh, would imagine. You know, this would be like Bollywood would be like it would be like comparing hip hop to ballet. Oh, okay. You know, okay. so she was like a, she was a, it, the, these, these classical dances, they come, they're very uh, spiritual. They're, they come from the temples of India and there, there's a lot of storytelling involved. And so she started performing and started a little school. And when I, when I came along, um, you know, I just kind of just followed in her footsteps. I had, I was very sporty. I did a lot of sports, but I was also kind of artistic and expressive. So she started me off in a little bit of dancing and it just kind of stuck. Hmm. You know, and then I started teaching. Uh, she was teach. She would teach her seniors, and the school was growing as I was growing up. And then my brother came along, my little brother, and uh, he uh, sort of he started uh, drumming, playing the Indian drums, the classical drums, mm-hmm. and he was very more musically inclined. But then he also started dancing and teaching. So we, the whole family, was teaching dance culturally, oh. and that kind of run on. You know, that was what I was doing growing up. So I really had um, a great experience staying in touch with my culture growing up as a Canadian kid, you know, I'm born and raised in Toronto. Um, but I also ha- was able to keep my, my cultural heritage as well through the arts, through dance in particular, dance and music of India. That's awesome. Uh, what, w- yeah. what was your sport of choice? Sport of choice. I was, well, I was, I was really great uh, track and field, oh, nice. but I also played field hockey and soccer. Okay. And oh, I nice. tried, I, I did a little bit of basketball when everybody, I was the same size, but I ended up staying shorter. <laughs> Can't so that didn't least. last very long. Yeah, after after grade eleven, it wasn't happening anymore. You know, but I tell you, I was like a little like like I I, I my layups were incredible in grade nine. Right, <laughs> I was able to like, sort of like four feet off the off the floor when I would jump. I think I think a lot of dreams are broken around that uh, that age transition. Man, curvy curvy girl don't they don't fly after grade eleven. It's like okay. Pick another sport, maybe something with buoyancy, like synchronized swimming. <laughs> I should have been a jockey. I tell you what. Oh, uh, I love jockeys. Listen, I, horseback riding is another one of mine. So, oh, like, oh. you know, any yeah, anything with animals. I'm a big uh, mm. uh, yeah. But I, I I did a lot of horseback riding when I was younger as well. Very cool. I'll have to get Very you cool. uh, bring bring you back to Strange New Worlds, and you and Pike can go out horse riding in an episode. Ooh. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't Dream. know what the scenario that's would be. The but... Setup for how they get there. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's an episode I would absolutely watch again and again. Like <laughs> I can just see it would just be like if it's if it's to Pearl and Pike, it'd just be like a ride in like a silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, just I'm just like, picturing all the looks on Anson's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his like mus- muscular <laughs> expressions and just like you know, it's just clunk clunk. Clunk, 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 and that's all it is. I don't, I don't think you groom your horses enough, Pike. How often do you groom them? That's right. It's like that saddle isn't shiny enough. <laughs> uh, but no, you did, you did have a dance and excelled at that. I hear you at a young age. You were chosen by uh, a renowned guru, a dance classical dance instructor. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, actually, he um, was here. He's very, very renowned. He's like, you know, Baryshnikov, I guess, of India in the in the in this style of dance that I was doing. My parents come from uh, a state called Odisha on the east coast, just south of Bengal, and that classical dance was from that region. So my he was actually my mother's teacher when she was very young. Mm-hmm. And he was on here, uh, he was here on tour with um, some other dance, uh, with another dance group. And they came over for dinner. And my mom was, uh, said, I'd love to her to show you a piece of yours. And so I, I danced after we had dinner and blah, blah, blah. I went down to the studio and everybody sat down and I danced for him. And he pulled my mom aside. I was planning to go become a vet. <laughs> I was going to become a vet. And I was about to go to college, off to university. And my, he pulled my mom aside. He goes, I think she should train in India with me. Wow. And that's like a huge honor, mm-hmm. guys. Okay. It's like, you know, I'm just telling it as is. But at that time, my mother, my, my mother's jaw just like dropped because she's like, that's his, her teacher, her mentor. He's like a walking God. And so he, my mom pulled me aside. She was like, she's, he's saying this. And wow. then my dad was just sort of like, well, you know, you can always go to school. Uh, you know, you can always become a vet later. I go, I don't know. Like, uh, but I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? It's only going to be like, you know, maybe a year or whatever. It ended up being about shy of two years. I went to India and I trained there. That's and, cool. I uh, mean, I mean, are you are you sure it's it's a big deal? Like, how many people could really be dancing in India? Like, really? Like, <laughs> is it really a giant number? <laughs> <laughs> you like to think. Yeah. Mm, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, okay. And I, at that time, I wasn't thinking, like, you know, security or whatever. I was just like, yeah, you know, it was very mm-hmm. like, and I was already doing a lot of, um, I was part of the drama club and, you know, I was dancing already. So I thought, why not? And it was an adventure. It was a beautiful time, uh, you know, to be living there. It's very different. I mean, you know, going there when you're 17, 18 years old and, he was very strict. Mm-hmm. Like there was like the, you know, line up, like, you know, we were lined up like daisies, the boys on this <laughs> side, the girls on this side and, you know, and sweating and it doesn't matter. Sometimes the electricity would go, there ain't no generator. You keep dancing. And I'm mm-hmm. not dancing like, you know, in like a little leotard or like shorts. <laughs> I was in a sari yeah. dancing, <laughs> sorry. you know, so I was like, sorry, I'm in a sari. <laughs> I'm going to sweat. Okay. And, uh, you know, but, you know, I'll tell you something, I, I, it was an unbelievable uh, experience as far as discipline Mm -hmm. and growing up turning, like, you know, I was kind of like coming out of childhood and going into womanhood and it was just looking at, uh, looking at the world through a different lens. And, um, it was a great, great experience for me. I was performing, I was training. Um, I even did a little film uh, in, in India as well. Uh, they, somebody approached, uh, a producer approached me and uh, my parents and they were like, listen, you know, my, my teacher had had a heart attack at that time mm-hmm. and he was in the hospital for uh, two weeks. And in that two weeks, <laughs> this guy was like, you know, we're doing this. And I was also on hospital duty. So when students in India are <laughs> like, you know, you sort of serve the teacher mm-hmm. as well ah, a little bit. Okay. And so we were all like, um, you know, helping out and helping his his wife at home, who we call Guru Ma, because he's like our dad. And, you know, and so we were on kind of hospital duty and making lunch and helping out. And we were always together, the girls and the guys, and we were all hanging out. It was like almost like a party, you know, and thank goodness he was better. He got better. And I finished the film and, you know, I came back home and then I was like dead broke. I was like, now what? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> so, so now what, now what, what happened then? How'd you and get, now what? how did that lead into started, acting? 
jobs. First, we had to make some money. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking I'll go back to school. I was trying to figure it out. And I got a job, a part-time job in the bank. And I was doing odd jobs here and there. And then this opportunity came along. My girlfriend was like, hey, you know, there's this school in New York, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Mm-hmm. And I want to audition for it. And I was like, road trip, New York, <laughs> road trip. I'll drive you. I'll drive you. And she was like, well, uh, y- you know, uh, they'll do regionals here, but I want you to audition with me because I'm scared. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, uh, I don't want to audition. She was like, oh, just come on. It'll be fun. Whatever. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, whatever. We both got in. Nice. Oh, that's good. We both got that's in. Good. Yeah. Been, that's good. Yeah. Would have been scary if only yeah, you got really- in and not her. <laughs> Yeah, she would have dropped me like a bad habit. But luckily, like, you know, she uh, she was really she was really awesome. And uh, she was a really good friend. And we all, you know, we both we, we both went. My dad was just like, you know, this is again, my dad was like, this is an opportunity. How many Indian girls get this opportunity? You should go, blah, blah, blah. And I was just sort of like, she goes, it, it, you know, my, my girlfriend was like, there's millions of vets. You, you always want to be, you can always do charity work for animals later. Come to New York. So guys, I went to New York. And I went, that's where I did my dramatic arts training. Um, mind you, there's a lot of dramatic arts training in the Indian classical dance that I do because there's so much storytelling. <laughs> and so like they, it, there's, there's abstract movement where it has no meaning where it's just like, you know, steps and turns and spins like regular abstract dancing. But then there's a lot of storytelling, how there are in indigenous stories as well, where like, you know, the, that have to do with mythology of the, of the, a spiritual part of the country, the the tales of the temple, the from Hindu mythology, and so we use uh, we we use our face, our hands, and facial expression like mine mm. in our dancing to tell these stories. So I was already a storyteller, you know, uh, with with my dancing. And so when I went to drama school, it just felt like you know I just added my voice and got all these techniques, and it was a it was a wonderful experience. New York was just crazy incredible. And uh, that was, uh, I spent two years there getting my associate's degree. And then I got selected to perform an extra year in the company. Nice. Uh, in, in, in there. And so I was there and I performed, made the best friends of my life from, I, I have to say, I have a lot of friends, American friends, a lot of American <laughs> friends. So I go, I go out to New York and LA every year and we hang out and it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the friends you make when you're in college, yeah. you know. And that's awesome yeah. that they're and, that you still visit yeah. them. Yeah. I don't do any you guys uh, keep in touch with any of your college mates? Well, I mean, Cam and we, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've oh, been yeah? friends for 23 years now mm-hmm. and uh yeah, started out making student films together and going to school up in Fairbanks, Alaska. So, yeah, our yes, whole friends God. group is Yeah, most of us moved big, down here to Portland. I, most of my friends are still my college friends. Yeah. We'll be hearing yeah. from one. Actually, Coming right up, why, why don't we play Marcy's clip right now? Ooh. Yeah, here's another one of our college friends. Here is Marcy. Hey, boys. It's Marcy from Idle Ride Podcast. It's been a while since I've called in, but I was super excited to hear you have Elora Patnick on today because I just started watching Sort Of and I'm loving her in that role. One of the things about both her role as Tapril and her role as Rafo is that they're both strong matriarchal figures in their family. And I was hoping she could answer a question about uh, whether or not she had a woman in her life, an older woman in her life that influenced her journey on becoming an actor. The other thing is, 
is she's a dancer. She's got classical dance in her background. So I was wondering, I have kind of a funny question. So if T'Pril was to kind of throw off that really high collared overcoat and go crazy out on the dance floor, what kind of dance style would she use? Or maybe what would be her favorite dance move? Like maybe the sprinkler or the (laughs) hammer dance? Am I aging myself here? I don't know. But I'd love to hear your take on a Tapril dance move. Thank you so much for listening. And I love you and sort of. Bye. Oh, Marcy, you're so wonderful. Oh, oh, how sweet. Oh, my gosh. Y'all have good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, What a great. uh, Okay. Well, two great questions. I think uh, I'll answer the first one about a woman. Uh, I know a lot of people say this, but my uh, my mom is probably is not probably she is the strongest woman I know. But she doesn't she doesn't come off that way. She comes off as very very sweet and soft and almost angelic in a way. All my friends they love her so much they call her Ma. But I have to tell you, her her tolerance and determination and perseverance for and 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 her general attitude towards life of being, you know, you ask her anytime, anybody asks her, how you doing, Ma? How you doing? I'm on top of the world, kid. How are you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. She'll always be on top of the world. Conquers everything on an emotional level, spiritual level, physical level. She just, she just, she's unstoppable, this woman. And uh, she's my biggest fan, my biggest critic, my, my best friend. She's, She's been there for me and supported me through everything, through thick and thin. It doesn't matter how small it is, the job. If I kind of am like all mopey or whatever, she'll just be like, fuck up, you know, appreciate it. You should enjoy it. Take everything and enjoy it because life is short. We don't realize how short it is until, you know, you get to a certain point and then it's sort of like, oh, you know, <laughs> hold on to everything, you know, and she's, she's one of those people for me. And she's been that way. She's also my first dance teacher. So she's also been, been there been there for me and on so many levels in so many ways and um so my mom is definitely uh the first one uh i had a a acting master too who in new york uh who was somebody that really kept me inspired and uh uh made me feel confident you know growing up as you know as a colored kid uh in a small town was pretty tough you know um we also moved up north and it was it was rough sometimes you know and uh so you need you need people like you know especially uh strong females in your life to show you if you're female or identify as female to to tell you that you know you can you can beat this you can conquer this you're you're above this you're better than this and to be be able to believe in yourself she always tells uh, tells me to believe in myself because I, I grew up with a lot of self-doubt, not because of family. A lot of people say, oh, it was because of my family. It was because of what was happening outside of the family mm-hmm. when I was, like, trying to, you know, get through school and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd say my mom. Dance style for Tripel? <laughs> <laughs> well, she ever gets out all those layers. Oh, thanks, Bernadette. Um, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, did I look good. Uh, I gotta tell you, we'll talk about that gown. Um, oh, we will. We've got a question later for that. If that, yeah. if that, if that, if that coat comes off, Marcy, and uh, uh, I guess I feel like there's a storm of brewing under that, <laughs> all of that, all those layers, you know. Uh, I just see her doing like you know a tango. Oh a yeah, really mm. intense, oh, like you know, rump, 
thump, thump, thump. <laughs> like a Morticia Adams sort of attitude. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, you know, she's going to grab one of those, like, you know, snacks off of like Pike's tray and <laughs> shove it in her mouth and just be like, grab, grab, grab Sarah and go, thump, thump, you know, right across the, the enterprise. That, love really that is actually really easy to picture. Like, you know, you would think, oh, that's kind of the opposite of how the character was, but it's like, you can tell that this, this character has passion and she buttons it down. And mm-hmm. I, Love that answer, yeah. and you guys, we got to find a way to yeah. make the tango of Tapril happen. Tango, yeah, tango one, the name of Pike's horse, yep. but two, uh, that's not ah. a, like that makes sense because that's not an easy dance style to learn. Like you don't just pick up tango; like you yeah. devote years yeah. and it's years. It's a ritual, to yeah, dance, so. yeah. It is. It is not like you know. It's funny because people think of dance as you know they look they look at oh the legs and the the arms and everything, but it's got to come from the inside. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. something like the tango. There's 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 passion. There's expression. There's like there's eyes. There's there's angles. And it's a connection with your partner. Especially any ballroom dancing. You know anything any type of uh, with uh, dancing with a partner. You dancing solo is one thing, but having a connection. I think because she's 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 like you know she's so dominating. You know I think she would be the lead. Yeah. And she would be like you know I'm not going to take the lead. You're going to take my lead. And we're going this way. And you put the rose in your mouth between your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the episode is called Last Tango and Risa and involves Tapril on Pike's horse <laughs> yes. and a tango dance scene somehow. Exactly. We're, we're working but all it's together. True. It, and it's Jesse, what you were saying about like, you know, all those, the passions. It's like, well, the Vulcans have to suppress their feelings mm-hmm. because they do feel more than what a human would feel. And if they let it out, well, watch out. <sighs> You guys, it's going to be hard nope. for me to focus on anything else for the rest of this episode, <laughs> yeah. but I, I promise I, I will yeah. make an effort. <laughs> I mean, that was such a great answer to a caller's question. I say we just roll into another caller's question. Agree. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear from Newman. Hi, Open Pike Night. Newman the Space Hippie here from the Movies for Days podcast, giving snaps, praise, roses upon roses to your lovely guest, your fantastic performance as Tapril in the episode Charades, which is a, an episode that is already stacked with marvelous performances. Yours was such an absolute highlight. It struck me that it is a real tightrope to have to walk to be such a worthy and effective antagonist in what is essentially a very lighthearted and fun episode. Uh, And I thought you just knocked it out of the park. You just completely take over the room every time you enter a scene. And I was curious, not being familiar with your past roles and work, how similar is this character to the characters you uh, have generally played, things that are generally in your hit? Yeah, I'm just gushing right now thinking about the episode again. I'm sorry. I don't have anything constructive to offer anymore. Newman the Space Hippie out. Oh, Newman. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I want to. I just want to keep coming on this show, okay? <laughs> Open invitation. Oh, my goodness, Absolutely. Newman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. I feel so... I'm just floating right now. Um, uh, wow. To Prill, I guess as a mother, there are parallels with other mothers I have played being the antagonist and, you know, the wagging finger and, you know, you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. I mean, the fact that, um, I mean, it's obviously different because I've never played a Vulcan before. (laughs) So, um, you know, being part of, I mean, I think that goes without saying. 
Um, I don't think it's been this serious as far as trying to keep my daughter away or uh, trying to sort of, I guess, in a way, not, I don't know if I want to sabotage it. I don't know if Tapril actually wants to sabotage it because she wants what's best for her daughter, like any mother would. So I think there's parallels with being a mom as far as the other moms that I've played. A lot of the other moms I've played, and I say that because after a certain age, I've been offered mostly mom roles. Mm -hmm. And now this sort of has happened. Every Brown show that happens, we need a mom, call Laura, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think that this mom, uh, Tapril, and sort of, in sort of, uh, where Ruffo is my name in, in that, Ruffo and Tapril matter in the story. You know, it's, uh, I don't know how much we are mentioned in uh, other talks uh, when it comes to charades because, uh, you know, the leads just take it and people really focus because they're obviously, you know, in, in, in the limelight. I mean, Ethan's just spectacular in this. It's just, I just, I, I even, I, I've told him so many times, I was just like, you are, when I saw the episode, I was like, oh my God, you're crazy awesome. <laughs> like, you know, he's just brilliant. But, um, I feel like our our side of uh, of it uh, with the family with with uh, Tapring and and the parents we really um, really make this whole episode we lift it in a way you know um, with that side of the story mm. and it's almost like you know there's Spock and then you know there's 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 um, you know nurse nurse Chapel and then here's Pike and then here's like you know us and and then there's there's so there's a lot of there's a lot going on and you know spock's kind of like oh my god and you know whatever and there's you know the doc and trying to help them and um but um what i was trying to say is that that, that i really it's very important for me that if i'm going to play a mom's role i have to matter like i have to like the character has to contribute i've told a lot of people like look i i understand you need a mom in the show but i can't just be you know, standing in the kitchen, stirring a pot because the kid has to have a mom. I've got to contribute to the story, you know? And I think I've kind of earned my, 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 my say in, in that, yeah. you know, making that choice. I've had to say like, you know, before it would be when we're struggling after you take anything. I remember one of my acting teachers said, you never say no to anything. You take everything, <laughs> you know? I was Okay. Well, you know, I don't want to take that literally because, you know, anything can be anything. Right. Um, but, you know, I think I'm at a point right now where it's like, you know, I understand that everybody has their stories and everybody, you know, needs a mom. Otherwise, you know, if there's a story about nine-year-olds, they're going to be like, where's the mom? Call child <laughs> services. So, you know, somebody has to be somewhere around, right? But um, it was, it's really important. And I loved that, you know, Tapril was uh, that, that mom that, you know, there's, you know, a follow of tradition and, and customs and there's a pride and a status and things that have to be maintained. And, you know, that's just the way it goes with some families, you know, and there, there, there are laws, there are Vulcan laws and, you know, the, all of that is there. So, you know, I also try to identify with uh, the fact that, you know, uh, she's not, we can't just color her and say like, you know, she's a bad person. Yeah. It's awful because everybody's like, you know, you know, pro Spock. Right. So it's like, it's like, don't say anything to him. He's perfect. You know? So obviously I, right away I become a villain, you know, and, uh, but she's, she's just, she's looking out for her daughter mm -hmm. yeah. as well. You know, it's malicious compliance, but it kind of swings back and forth as to whether it's compliance or malicious throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. I think that really came through, you know, the care 
that Tapril has for Tapring because it's like, oh yeah, she, you know, you can see that this is. It's not that she is, you know, there for her own self interests. She's there for her daughter, and that really came across in your performance. And that was, I mean, like all the looks you were giving to Savette, it it felt like, hey, remember we're here for her. We talked about this. Please keep it buttoned down. You know, like it. I I'm just gonna agree with Newman. You knocked this out of the park. I, I also I want to echo what Newman said regarding like you show up and you dominate. Uh, <sighs> Tapril dominates, you dominate. There are big, big uh, personalities in the rooms, but whenever you're on screen, like the attention is drawn to you. And I, I always marvel when uh, guest actors come on, they do one episode and they have to just like dominate like the the head of the cast list, the these major iconic characters. Like you put Pike and Spock in their place. And is that yeah. intimidating when when you realize that's your job in this episode? Or how do you approach that? Oh, that's a good question, Cameron. I, um, you know, I, I think when I thought about it, when, when beforehand, like prepping, and um, I mean, I didn't meet them till the day of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to meet Jordan, the director. Mm-hmm. I got to meet her um, once, and uh, but I was in hair, makeup, prosthetics. I was, I was. We were doing testing and testing and testing and testing um, for a long time uh, before the episode. But uh, just the thought of Pike, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, you know, it's different. I mean, Ethan, I just I was thinking, oh, my God, that's Gregory Peck's grandson. Right? Oh, I was like, that's so great. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And and he was sweet as pie. Oh, my goodness. He's such a sweet soul. He was so approachable that like, he didn't have that celebrity shell thing. And, you know, he's just very kind and warm. And when you think about it ahead of time, you're just sort of like, oh. But once you're in your element, I mean, mm. I love acting. I've been doing it for so long. And so, you know, you just go into performance mode. And when we're on that set, we're all equal. <laughs> That's just, that just goes on set. Celebrity-wise, maybe we're not. But when we're doing a scene together, you're my scene partner, you know? And so um, I, I kind, of, kind of felt the power. You know, you put the costume mm. on and you got the hair and I got the ears <laughs> and my, my little brother, I got the ears. I was like, Oh, I could also be an elf if I wanted to. Um, but, um, I was the shortest one. I probably looked like, an elf. Oh, okay. Me and I are kind of the same height, but like, hmm. um, but uh, yeah. And then once I got on there, I just, you know, I felt her, I had my, you know, I had the scene down and G and I were talking and Michael and I were talking. I felt them behind me and I just, you know, it was, it was good. So when I was on, I was on, you know, I just felt good. It just, it's go time. You know, I want the scene to work, you know, we got to make it work together. So we work as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, between uh, school in New York and strange new worlds, you have a long list of, of projects you've been in. Are there any roles or projects that really stand out that, that mean a lot or that you want to direct people to? Um, well, I did, I did a film called My Own Country with director Mira Nair, filmmaker Mira Nair. Um, and that was, uh, oh gosh, that was not too, not too long after I came back to Toronto. I played, uh, the wife of, uh, Naveen Andrews, who plays Dr. Abraham Verghese in this, uh, in this film. And uh, it's based on the on the life of Dr. Abraham Verghese. A he was a infectious disease specialist who came from India to uh, Tennessee when in the eighties when AIDS was just starting to flare up, 
in in the in the southern parts of the states and uh it shows uh it, it it tells the story of his life there during that time uh treating patients and his bedside manner with certain families and based on true true cases and uh it's very it's a heart a heart-wrenching uh film it's really beautiful mm. i don't know where you could see it it was for showtime mm. um somebody might be able to find it i don't know <laughs> somewhere but there was there was that 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 film was meant a lot to me um I went to India and I, I've done a Bollywood film where I was the lead in that called Tapish, T-A-P-I-S-H. Uh, and it's called like the burning desire. It's about burning. Tap means to burn. And uh, I play a, a young a young lady who uh, gets married and gets widowed on her wedding night. Mm. Yeah. And it's like the the real orthodox kind of like backwards way of how uh families treat widows uh in at a certain time it's not like that anymore i mean in certain places there are in very uh rural places but uh uh those kind of backward traditions that you know those are traditions that you just don't want and so that was a really um it was a really really lovely film that i did uh in india and i had to i knew how to speak hindi but i never knew how to uh, read or write. So I actually learned oh, wow. before I started shooting to, so I could read my script. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard though that a lot, a lot of times people just do it in Roman phonetics. I was like, why didn't somebody tell me that? <laughs> yeah. It seems way easier. I just hired a coach for two months, y'all. <laughs> Listeners will be really <laughs> excited to learn. You can watch my own country for free on Tubi, which is <gasps> very cool. You can do that mm -hmm. right now. As soon as you're done listening to this episode. Jesse, you're such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> was that before or after Lost? Uh, that was before. It was before. So he didn't yeah. tell, explain Lost to you and you can't explain it to us. I'm, that's what I'm understanding. Naveen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naveen, yeah. He's lost. He's just lost. Uh, I, I heard he's uh, in a new series, I think. Uh, having, uh, uh, what was it called? The Pradeeps, Pradeeps of Pittsburgh or something. Mm. So I can't remember the name of it, but I heard he was... Uh, in in town shooting something oh. but i was i was immersed in sort of three season three so yeah, yeah. Oh. but hopefully we'll meet up somewhere sometime but it was fun doing that yeah and uh yeah then i did the beach and i've done a lot of theater in toronto um that i've it took me a while to get into it i didn't do any of the big stuff because i kept knocking on doors and no one would take me i'm all hello stratford hello shaw <laughs> you know these festivals we have up here mm. um um, but then, uh, in the last, I'd say about 10 years or so, I've been able to do a lot of like indie theater here and stuff. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been amazing, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. to be a part of, be a part of that. And, uh, some, some more culturally, like, you know, uh, culture, culturally in tune shows just to, to some Shakespeare, which has been fun as well, because I'm classically trained in that as well. When I went to drama school, I wanted to do classical theater, you know, Shakespeare, Chekhov, Shaw, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Wow. So, you know, so now there's more colorblind casting here coming along. So that's good too. Well, yeah, that brings up uh, my next question is, uh, I, you kind of mentioned this before, and I've heard you talk elsewhere about how you kind of, you, you feel you put in your time is the, uh, the post 9-11 terrorist or terrorist adjacent roles, right? And uh, do you feel that there is more diversity in the roles for uh, Indian women or women of color in general? You mean now, Cameron? Now, is that what you mean? To like before, yeah. now? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, uh, oh gosh, uh, worlds! 
And I, I don't want to say that like, you know, it's, it's perfect right mm -hmm. now because there's so much, there's so much discussion. I just have to say like, I've been involved in a lot of um, panels and, and discussions and stuff, talks with uh, the younger actors coming up now, actors of color or different backgrounds or different groups and um, inclusion, talking about inclusion and diversity. And it definitely, definitely, definitely has changed since when I came. Mm -hmm. That's the difference for me. I'm not saying it is where it's supposed to be. We still have a long way to go, but I just worked with a female DP on, on, on season three for sort of, mm. that was my first female DP I worked with. Oh, wow. And, wow. and a more, more camera operators are female and more directors are female. And I'm not just saying female, but like, you know, people of color, queer, trans, I mean, sort of has on, on, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, our writers, our, our crew. I mean, you name it, producers, female, color, queer, it doesn't matter. It's the right person for the right job. That's what matters. You know, I'm still with, I, 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 I want to work with everybody. I still want to work with my white middle-aged male friends. Phew. I'm not going to shun them out. Cameron, I love you. Don't worry. <laughs> I am here with three white men. I couldn't be it's happier. True. Okay. The secret's I mean, out, everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, because um, I've had conversations with people where, um, you know, they just like, you know, some sisters of mine, they're like, now it's our turn. and They're out. And I'm just like, dude, you're not changing anything. You're not changing anything by doing that. You're just reciprocating the the position, and we're then you're no different than than what was happening, right? I mean, I I respect for like you know for the, like respect for the Me Too movement, and you know the whole everything that's been happening. That's it's very very important to address and have these conversations. See something, say something. Yes, I'm all for that, but we have to be better than what was. It's not just changing the position and saying it's our turn now, and you know you're not here. That you're just continuing the groupism. How can we work together in harmony? You know what I mean? Wow, do I sound like a hippie? No, in harmony, <laughs> peace, love, and happiness, man. You sound like you know? Star Trek. That's right, uh, and, and that is. Hello. I mean, that matters here. <laughs> yes, that's my mission. That's like to go where no no person has gone before, um, but. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely feel there's a difference in, in what has happened. I I'm getting roles where my name doesn't matter. I was named Beth in some Christmas movie mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, Lena and something else, or, you know, Kim and something else. And I was just sort of like, oh, okay, they're sure they, you know, before it was like, every audition was like Dr. Anjali Patel, <laughs> you know, and like, you had to be that, but like, you know, it, it, it they're, they're, they're doing it and they're, they're including it. And. I'm hoping that, you know, you know, that, you know, it doesn't feel like tokenism because a lot of times, you know, you sort of think like, oh, okay, they're only taking me because they need to have a colored person mm -hmm. there because they have to fill their quota, you know? Um, but you have to, you have to pick your battles. You also have to be like, I'm getting work. My mom, again, once again, she'll steer yep. me and she'll be like, it's work. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. tough love. Right. Yeah. And then I go and I have a great time and like, it's not about color or about anything. I just go and I act and I, I, I make a paycheck. Worst ways to do you that. Know? And yeah. how is that? That is, that's what I wanted to do. My whole, that's why I went to acting school. You know, we're, we're getting jobs and, and more, and more people, um, I keep saying women cause I'm a woman, but like, mm -hmm. you know, um, more people are making their own stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about, you know, 
being part of a, a huge show like like Strange New Worlds is one thing, but to be able to make something like what my kid and sort of like Bill Albeg did, like made something themselves and it became something. Hmm. That's another kind of love, you know, yeah. telling your own story. And, uh, you know, it's the world of art. The possibilities are endless, you know? Awesome. I love it. That's great. I, I mentioned it at the intro, and I, you've already called Jesse a nerd. I'll, I'll just call myself <laughs> as a nerd. I love The Expanse, and I would love to hear if you have any stories you're, uh, on your time on the show. I loved my time with Shorey. Yeah. Oh. You know, like I played her daughter, you know. So cool. And um, I, uh, we had the best time. She's an, okay, that's a woman that can be a great uh, influence in any like colored woman's life. That woman has bit came in a time where I just don't know how she did it. She, yeah. she was amazing. I was like, she was just like, she said, I don't give a shit. And da, da, da. she is like, she was in her trailer, like smoke. She goes, get in here. I was like, okay. And she's like, chain smoking. And she was like, I'm telling you, like my husband, this, and you know, and when I came in and she was telling me all these stories and I was just like, that's the way I have to be. I have to be like that. Mm -hmm. How do I do that? You know, that woman is fire. Like, yes. <laughs> um, that was like, but I had a lovely time on The Expanse. I really, I really did. I don't, um, I don't even know if that episode actually came out. Has I, anybody seen it? Because I haven't. I don't know if the scene that was shot ended up in the episode because i was like i think i got uh, cut yeah I, I, I know i was like thanks for it, bringing it up okay i know but i, I love Great the show job, when man. you're there so yeah they made <laughs> it on part IMDb. of working too sometimes you yeah. work and work and then it's like well time to change you know no, we're not doing that I know, again but i'll tell you something nerding out okay yes you're a nerd cameron you're definitely a nerd and and so i just wanted to say all to my three nerds here and my beautiful audience that um, The Expanse was a great show to be on. And mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people that were on it and being like being able to be Shorey's daughter in it. And it was like a good little story. And I was like, well, why the F did they like, you know, cut it out? Yeah. <laughs> I know I was good on it, but that, you know, that also happens. You know, it's just, it's part, that's part of it. Like, you know, once in a while you'll, you'll do something, you'll pour everything you've got into it because you will hope to be, you know, make another appearance or, maybe just be a recurring once in a while or whatever, but you know, it just, it just didn't happen, but I still get credit for it. Exactly. That's right. A credit is a credit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy Chong talks about how she was in. Thank you, John. Star Wars, <laughs> the force awakens. And they even had to refilm her scene. And so she got paid twice and never appeared in the movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's an experience, a credit and a paycheck. Yeah. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, as the person who gets most, cut out of open pike night episodes i can totally <laughs> identify i know exactly <laughs> definitely happens <laughs> it's because i talk the most that's yeah. all it is it's that's all it is who's gonna so cut you out jesse i break the teeth yeah you hear that john <laughs> i'll put a whole jesse cutting room floor episode out. <laughs> with with no context yeah. it'll just be a stream of thought <laughs> Great patient. Jesse's like, I'm going to sick to prill on you. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. We all need a to prill in our life. <laughs> Who let to prill out? <laughs> all right. We're about to get super nerdy and dive into the Star Trek for real. But before we do that, you have mentioned a couple times your love of animals. And I know that's a big cause of yours. So if you want to talk about that right now, please take the floor. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
people. I, I know y'all hear it a lot. Adopt, don't shop, but please do that. Yeah. That's all I can say. I, um, it's, it's an, uh, it's an un incredible thing to, um, be an animal lover and to feel, you know, that, um, the compassion for the voiceless, you know, uh, with so much happening. I mean, there's so much happening in our world guys and the animals have always, have always been there. Um, I am, I am not, a uh, a vegan. I'm not gonna, I don't push stuff like that on people. I just about being kind and being compassionate. If you hunt for your food for your food, <laughs> that's one thing, you know what I mean? And using it up on all of that, but I'm, I'm not, um, I just, the cruelty that happens is, is unbelievable. I fight the dog meat trade, mm. uh, which also involves cat, cats as well and uh, other animals and stuff. I'm like, you know, it's not the, the, Certain cultures, they just have this very um, uh, hor horrific <laughs> festivals that they do mm. and uh, and they have. And it's it's supposed to go back uh, years and years of tradition in certain countries. And it's just a really, really awful thing that's happening. And, you know, people's pets get kidnapped, believe it mm. or not, you know, and that type of thing. So I, I fight for that. I fight to bring animals from uh, dogs, especially from different uh, countries to get adopted over here in the West, um, a different organizations I'm a part of, uh, where we just, uh, you know, I get involved in charities and fundraisers and petitions and just to raise the awareness of, of, of especially that and animal cruelty and, uh, testing on animals and stuff. So that's basically it. I mean, I, I don't want to mention names and stuff because there's so many organizations mm -hmm. that I'm a part of, but, um, it's, that's, uh, that's the main thing. And when you, when you make this commi commitment, when people, mm -hmm. Like there were a lot of dogs during COVID that were adopted. And then as soon as everybody went back to work, wow. the shelters were filled, huh. just filled. Yeah. Because like, you know, they got the dogs because they were bored, yeah. you know, and then, you know, so it's really, really important to, um, you know, think about that and be careful when you're driving. I've seen so much roadkill. Mm. It's unbelievable. You know, like even squirrels, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the every, everybody, everybody matters, you know, and yeah. I'm also a big, uh, advocate for uh poaching as well in in africa and the illegal poaching mm -hmm. stuff so yeah that's uh that's a big passion of mine and uh i guess you know in a way not becoming a vet and doing this has helped me uh fill my my soul yeah. that you know i'm doing something for yeah. to help and just uh an act of a kindness once in a while is uh, always helpful so you know i always encourage people to if you want to you know do a charity or something you know a little small thing here or there it helps a lot for a lot of things. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Oh. <laughs> uh, you got to pick one. Sophie's choice. Uh, a selfish one is Sophie's a, choice. A, a Sophie's choice. Oh, Sophie's yeah. choice. That yeah, means the I implications have like. <laughs> are not great with animals on that question. Well, yeah. It's Noah's. It's Noah's Ark. I have to have two of each. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I. I guess I would say. Dog. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Take I'm that, like cat people. I'm cringing. I'm like, take that. I'm, but I love horses too. Mm. I take dogs, horses, elephant. Top three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dolphin, otter. <laughs> okay. okay, I got it. Okay, that does like, like this. But right I love everybody. Five, yeah. <laughs> now I'm picturing each one of you. Who would be which animal? Ooh. Oh, oh. Like, now you gotta tell us. I am just thinking here. Oh, okay. I'm seeing a badger, Cameron. 
Oh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yes. Honey you badger? Want, you want honey me to badger? say wolf, Wolverine, huh? <laughs> honey badger. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll be honey badger. <laughs> honey badger. Um, <laughs> That's going to stick now, isn't it? John, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing, I think I, John's a given. Ooh. I think. Oh, given. interesting. Yeah. Exotic. Wow. Oh. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing because I feel like, you know, you can. Like just hold a candle and um, <laughs> Jesse's. Oh my gosh, that smile is so cute. What am I going to do here? I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> it's coming. Hold on, it's coming. You set the heart and fire. I know. Jesse's John like, and I. I think a bear. Ooh, bear. yeah, yeah, a little bear. Not a big one. <laughs> bear cub. I'm, I didn't say a big bear. I'm happy I'm with a little cub bear. right now because you're because I think you look very cute right now. So like a little. Hey, boo, thank you. Not a stuffed teddy bear. Don't worry, you're still alive. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you guys, we got to get shirts made now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. And we got to mix them with what uh, Bernadette assigned us for our races too. So that's right. Yeah. Star Trek species. Yeah, that's that's where my. <laughs> oh, uh, is she making something? Is, she, is Bernadette making something for y'all? No, we just we asked her to pick. Uh, alien star trek races for us like if you were gonna you know create a, an outfit or you yeah know, like if we were showing up as a background yeah. alien what would, oh, what would she put us as oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. that was oh, that was cool. so cool oh she's so lovely she's so she lovely. really is i'm an andorian badger now <laughs> yes no i'm a what teller tellerite gibbon I, and I like that. Yeah, a Vulcan bear. Like they kind of already have that, right? They got the Salot. Yeah, I mean, there yep. totally counts. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh yeah, Heck no, yeah. I can see that. So we will now get into actual Star Trek talk too. Um, you mentioned that you watched Star Trek uh, growing up. What's your experience with um, Trek overall before being a member of the cast? Like what? What is the yeah. what is the Trek part of your life? I'm not a Trekkie. Okay, okay? So I'm not going to come on here and lie and be like, you know, oh yeah, I'm so into it. Um, I was uh, because I was always like, you know, uh, obviously I watched TV a lot when I was a kid. My cousin uh, is a Trekkie, mm-hmm. and uh, he's um, he would sit there and he'd be like, "Come sit with me," and I was like, "Like this is I'm talking Shatner Nimoy, okay?" Because okay. yeah. I was really tiny. And I, I'd sit there and I would just hear like, you know, beat me up and ooh, all the sounds and everything. And so it just became a familiar sound to me. Mm-hmm. So everything was like, you know, so I knew that. And then I think, uh, I guess next generation was when I, you know, I never really saw the movies. Uh, I didn't go out and, and see the movies except for recently, the, the, the latest ones, mm-hmm. but, um, a next generation car, like, you know, uh, card. And uh, th- I did see the one with the Chris Pine and, and all right, those guys right. and whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know, it's, it feels like a part of childhood mm-hmm. to me, you know, um, the, I, I, I just feel like, you know, it's always been subject of discussion and, it just feels very, very familiar, you know, just, it's just part of my, my childhood. So I don't feel alienated from oh, it. Hey, <laughs> look at that. Yes. Have you done stand up? I to tell a joke at the end. That yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> if and I do stand up, I'll just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd mentioned earlier about the secrecy 
with being a part of Strange New Worlds. And we, like, in our work on this podcast, like, we we have experienced a small bit of having to deal with that. When it was revealed that you were going to be on, or when it aired, had, did you have any secret Trekkie friends reveal themselves to you? And, and what was that like? Um, You mean, like, who had been on the show? Well, no, like... Like, like people, people in who, your life you didn't know we're into star Trek all of a sudden friends who are like, Oh my God, you were in star Trek. And, and Oh my God. I thought, yeah. 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 I, I like my brothers were like, obviously beaming. I only told my, my family that I was mm-hmm. in it. Um, cause we weren't allowed to say anything and I'm terrified of getting in trouble. <laughs> so I don't, I never post, like we're not supposed to post anything, nothing. I was dying to share, um, the look mm. that they had for me that I didn't mm. get. That uh, mm. the way I look in the episode is not what uh, what because we went through a whole bunch of different looks and tests, oh. right? Mm-hmm. And I have I have a desi- I have a picture that mm. I'm, I want to I want to post at some point. Um, but um, uh, I had some people come up to me and or call me and be like, "I cannot believe I saw you!" Like yelling, <laughs> and they're they're in Toronto, and I you'd think that they were calling me from Japan. <laughs> Okay, they're like, I cannot believe this. I'm like, why are you yelling? <laughs> you know, but they were so in, like, I think it was more like the shock of 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 it. And mm. um, like, I I posted that it was the day of, like, mm. you know, this yeah, is happening, yeah. and you know, that's that's fine. But like, you know, how many people see that? Uh, you know, the day of or whatever. But whatever they, uh, they allowed us to post, I I put that on social media, and like, you know, I'm not a big social media person. I just kind of do it for professional stuff mm-hmm. except for i put my i put my bird on he has his own instagram oh man. I, I have a little bird his name is oopy and uh he, he has his, <laughs> and he has his own little instagram account so that stuff i do but otherwise i do mostly professional like just my my my, my projects and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and um yeah so like you know people there were so when the secret came out was more of the big deal like uh you know it's like oh my episode they're like oh shit you're on like you know it's really good i was like is it i hope so <laughs> i'm not just coming off as a hard hard cold bitch am i <laughs> <laughs> only no, when you are but it's to. good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah only when you open up your mouth really that's all <laughs> so we're gonna dive directly into charades here so you were saying during the audition process that it was really secretive and there were code words and things like that. Was there anything specifically that tipped you off to like, oh, this is a Vulcan? Or was there like some sort of character description where you're like, I think I know that this is Star Trek now. Like, when did that dawn on you? Um, the ser- I think uh, there was the, I think they, they called it the Vishal ceremony. Hmm. I think that's what it was. There were certain words that just felt familiar. Then I, I showed the script to my brother because he helped me read, <laughs> you know, cause I always make two copies. I go, read this, be my reader, <laughs> you know, and force, I force them. I sit down. They're like, they're, they're, he was really helping me because he really wanted me to get it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and so, um, 
he was like, he goes, shit, I know this is Star Trek. This is Star Trek. And I was like, oh, shh, the phones can hear us. Quiet. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like turning off my phone, putting it on airplane mode and like, you know, putting it face down and putting a pillow on top of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, they're, they're going to come and get me. You know, they're going to, they're, they're going to come and take me and I'll, I'll be in some other galaxy somewhere because they can really do it. I know they have the power to do it. They'll send me you to know? actual Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how or just they being just, experimented on. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how did they describe the character in the auditions? Um, you know what? I'll tell you something. I, I They they don't give a, they'll give a few lines of the description. Mm. They'll say like, you know, she's, uh, you know, disapproving and, you know, doesn't, mm. you know, very, very looking out for this or whatever. But the writing was so good in this, like, I can, I, I'm only speaking for this episode charades, but um, because it, I thought that it just everything just kind of spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. I was able to 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 do it with the writing. I thought that the writing was really good, mm-hmm. and so um, I felt that uh, based on the bouncing off of like you know character with the speeches and everything, dealing with the dialogue, it really it it just made sense, you know. Yeah. So did you do uh, you know once you had the role, you'd been cast? Did you do any? kind of extra prep work like did you go watch more star trek did you watch other sitcom moms or was it just all there in the script and with jordan canning the latter the latter i i i do um believe in get uh in feeling inspired by other performances and actors but i don't i didn't want that to manipulate my take on what i wanted to do because they were they seemed to be quite happy with what i gave in the audition and then when I met with Jordan, um, uh, she was, um, I said, is there anything that like, we talked about it? And she was like, no, I think we can just, we can just, uh, she wanted to make sure that I was okay because, uh, especially with TV directors don't always have a lot of time to spend mm-hmm. with the actors mm-hmm. because they're so busy, you know, trying to get the shot and, you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. heavy, you know, that set is crazy. It's amazing. Um, I mean, I wish I would have been in uh, with the green screen, that whole arena against the wall and whatever you know but i'm I'm not complaining it was like you know (laughs) uh, i think it was supposed to be pike's quarters yeah Mm -hmm. and uh it was uh, it was beautiful and so beautifully lit and the set was gorgeous and you know um but uh yeah it was it was incredible (laughs) it really was you you stepped into some serious like shoes right like vulcan's in general, are are huge in pop culture. I mean, it all flows from Spock, right? But like, you you did not shy away from the challenge. You absolutely crushed it, and I think that's going to lead us into our next call from our very good friend Zoe. Open Pike Night. This is the Lusa Cinema. Zoe Richardson, Captain Commanding, also host of Back Look Cinema, the podcast. So. I would just like to thank you for extending the invitation to have a conversation with Elora Patnick. Elora, you are so incredible and so amazing on the episode Charades. I just rewatched it recently and your performance is just outstanding. It's just amazing how there's like a gravity well about you in your scenes where all the other performances seem to revolve around you as you command a scene. And I just can't say enough about how impressive you are. 
one of the things I wanted to ask is that given your experiences in acting and the other things that you've been in and you're able to emote in your background in dancing, did you find playing a Vulcan constraining or constrictive in any way? It seems to me that this might be a challenge for many actors, but you handled it like an absolute pro. So please tell us your secrets. That's all I've got. Richardson out. <laughs> oh, Richardson. <laughs> Thanks, Zoe. Oh, what a what a lovely, oh my gosh, I'm blushing. The guys can't tell, but maybe a little bit of burgundy happening oh, on my yeah. cheeks here. A little blush. <laughs> There's okay. A... All right. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Zoe. Um, that's a great question because it's about the physicality of the character. And um you know, everybody feels that, you know, the Vulcans, you know, they're very like, you know, very still and almost very regal and almost, almost, you know, almost in some ways, some people, I hate to use the word robotic, hmm. but sometimes to like, you know, because they're, you know, some people do play uh, maybe a Vulcan would think of it as like, you know, being ro kind of robotic, but you, it might feel that way because you have to, but I, I, I chose a very still kind of, I was holding my, uh, my my hands together, you know, for 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 Tapril and kept her very contained. And um, one of the biggest challenges for an actor is to be still, <laughs> you know, especially when you're not talking, because you know actors sometimes, especially when uh, you know, uh, I used to always like to be like, I got to do something. You know, I remember when I'm acting to you, like, why are your hands in your pockets? Take them out of your pockets. And I didn't know what to do with them. And I'd be like, well, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here. Like, you know, Vogue or like, you know, what is going on? You know? And uh, audience, and, she uh, is voguing. But yeah, to, to, to stay that way, uh, to answer your question. So I, I, uh, the gown also was very like, you know, it kept me very, erect and very like you know when i pivot i would use my whole body there was no twisting the neck or <laughs> you know when you turn you turn and that's almost a it, it feels like a very regal kind of mm. way of moving and the gown that you know was was built for to oh my goodness it was it, it it was it was unbelievable so that also helped my posture my elbows were up shoulders were down back was straight it almost felt like i was in dance class again you know my teacher like just sort of like you know <laughs> propping up my head and like posture 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 you know um and yeah after a few hours i i would find that when i would uh finish the day i was we would, i was there for two days and when i finished uh the day uh the gown came off i felt like Whoa. Like, you know, I mean, like, I need to go use my thumper on my back there. Like, you know, where's my massager? Where's that TENS machine? I'm like, where's my yoga mat? Where's my foam roller? Like, you know, um, because sometimes to stay like contained like that, that can, um, that can be quite a challenge, you mm. know? Um, and, uh, you know, being in the, you know, in the shoes and, you, you know, you're constantly like, and the repetition of like, mm. you know, staying still and, being on set because you have to do take after take sometimes, you know, so that, that can be um, quite challenging. And so you have to make sure that you're physically, you know, you stretch ahead of time and, you know, you do what you need to do your warm up to before you get into a costume. I don't know those people that may play monsters and aliens, how they do that. Like oh, being in that, like hours and hours of prep and then having to, you know, 
eat and drink all day, like whatever through those tubes and stuff. They put poor creatures, like literally poor creatures. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess that's to, I, I hope I answered your question. So, but I uh, basically, yeah, it was, it was a, a bit of a challenge, not uh it didn't kill me, thank God. But <laughs> you know, there have been other theater projects that have, uh, you know, where like you know, on and off stage. But because uh, you kill yourself in theater. But uh, for this, it was yeah. I think the posture of of to Pearl that keeping myself. It also helped my uh, attitude as well mm. uh, with the physicality as well. Very cool. You've said in previous interviews that your experience in dance helps your acting, and your experience in acting helps your dance. And it, it sounds like, you know, maybe that physical nature of that work really helped with playing to Pring. And, you know, it, it is sort of opposite where instead of to moving Pril. a lot, you're you're standing. Oh, yes. To Pril. You're instead of just, you know, standing, you know, and moving all around, you're, you're standing in one spot, but you still have that muscle work is still done. You're still used to doing a physical job. So it sounds like that definitely aided you with that. So along those lines, what is something that you feel you were uniquely equipped with to bring to the character of Tapril? I think um, including, like we were, I was talking about the body, but Jesse, you make a, a, a great point of, um, for me, it would be the eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eyes and especially the brow <laughs> jordan was very jordan was very happy that i was able to lift one oh. one, one brow so, you know i went i i, I look uh, i think i gave um i think i gave Savette a a look uh at one point that was very 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 uh particular she turns and she gives him a look and he's like no game <laughs> you know well, he's going to sleep in the doghouse. Oh, yeah. um, um, uh, I think eyes, 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 eyes. It's about staying grounded, hmm. really breathing, and really listening to what is going on. It's not about speaking. It's about like you know, yes, you speak your dialogue, but when you let let everything you know, you hear it, and it must land, and then reaction. So I think that, and I think that's why um, Anson so. Um, amazing because with the facial expressions it's uh, it's not just eyes it's facial muscles as well and uh, you know everything speaks and 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 it just like blows through the lens right because yeah. everything is so close with 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 camera um but i would say eyes and uh you know facial expression is 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 really important um but to feel it before emoting it because if you just try to do it, then you're just being a clown, right? It's just right. imitation surface. Once again, you have to work from the inside out, right? That's really cool that you picked that because, I mean, you're 100% right that, like, the facial work in this episode, I there's so much gets said without any dialogue in this episode, and a huge part of that was you and Tapril. So that's really cool to hear that you, you actually recognize that and put a lot of thought into it i i really like that thanks man yeah. thank you uh two quick questions one you mentioned uh pike's reactions which made me wonder are there a lot of outtakes of people corpsing <laughs> from this episode like was it hard to not just crack up at some of the stuff but not just from pike from you guys too but oh, oh my man. god listen michael was killing me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad to okay hear that. i i'm sorry we i've been going on and on gushing but like my family 
Like we, we, we have our own chat. We call it the Vulcan fan. Uh-huh. And so when some, yeah. Yeah. When something comes out, it's like, you know, we're just like, you know, Michael knows everything. Gosh, you're going to have so much fun talking to this boy because <laughs> my boy, he is like, he knows everything. If I was like, Michael, I, I need, like, he knows everything about the unions and like how things work and everything. He just, he has all the answers and he's, and he has a lot of work under his belt. And so, you know, his, his event was so beautiful. Like, how sweet. And like, if you want to see an emotional Vulcan, there's one right yeah. there. You know, <laughs> he's just living life and he's so passionate and everything is yummy. And, you know, you can see the love he has, the positivity he has for everything. Like, like that's a cool Vulcan. Yeah. You know, um, so I was just like, you know, if anything, like, and we had a great time shooting, like we were, we were all in a line in chairs and, you know, it was Michael and Gia, me and, and uh, Jess and Ethan and Anson. We were all like, you know, and it was, it was long hours and me and Mia, Mia was about to get married. Um, oh. And so mm. she was, I think she was planning her, her wedding at the time. And so we were talking about flowers and stuff. So we had lots of fun talks and stuff, but yeah, there were, there were times like Michael was killing. He was yeah. like, we were laughing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> he's such a, he's such a, like, even his, like, it's not just a uh, pike. It's also Svet's um, uh, facial expressions yeah. and the way he's like, he changes his voice, voice, his voice is very deep. And yeah. so he, you know, he just, he works it and he's just <laughs> lovely. He just wants to be buds with the captain, man. I He's was like, gonna say, yeah, you know, <laughs> to get just some scenes of them hanging out, like, yeah, you know, they could yeah, talk I, shop, like, ah. Oh. I think he was hoping that, like, you know, the women and the tea would go away, and like <laughs> yep. the brandies and the men and the cigars would come out, you know, yeah. and those yeah. canapes, and the, and, yeah. yeah, some appetizers, yeah, and the canapes, of course, yes, and uh, yeah, and, and Gia, that was not, and I've played Gia's mom before. Oh, oh. really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the second time I worked with Gia, and uh, we played mother and daughter in the show called Hudson and Rex, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like the new uh, canine uh, action, live action, mm-hmm. after a long time, after like the littlest hobo and Lassie and whatever. <laughs> we, it was like, we need another dog show. I was like, thank God. Thank, <laughs> yes. Not up. just thank God. Thank dog. Thank dog. <laughs> you know. There we go. Um, you know, um, so I was able to, I was so happy. It's, it shoots out there in uh, uh, Newfoundland and in St. John. And uh, so Gia and I were mother and daughter in that. And I've also worked with Bernadette before. She dresses me for Jeannie and Georgia. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. about a privilege. That leads right into our next caller, who is a little famous around these parts for speaking about costumes. Let's hear from Abby. Hey, hey, Open Pike and Elora. This is Abby Summer from the First Flight Podcast. First of all, I wanted to say, Elora, you were one of my favorite guest stars of season two. Absolutely perfect toxic mother-in-law energy. And it was so much fun to watch. Charades is a great episode in season two. Now, it won't surprise anybody that my actual question has to do with costuming because I am a huge costume nerd and Vulcan costumes are always exceptional, but the ones in charades were absolutely perfection. So could you talk to me a little bit about that costume and the jewelry, which was also incredible, and how costuming in general helps you to find a character or become a character while you're working? So thanks so much for all that you do and also the same to you, you fine gentlemen of Open Pike. We will talk soon. Oh my God, Abby sounds so cool. She really is. Thanks, Very Abby. Cool. Super. Oh cool. my gosh, she's lovely. Um, yeah, man. I, I think what I was saying before about um, 
like, you know, uh, we, we had a lot of tests. There were a lot of fittings. I mean, that dress was exquisite and it was layers. Like there was like the first layer and then there was like the kind of the, the, the coat and then there mm-hmm. were, there were the gloves. We had the gloves and, um, uh, these cool long earrings. I remember they looked like little planets on the ends and, uh, yeah, I don't think there was that much more jewelry. It was mostly the earrings and uh but the 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 gown was just incredible. It weighed a lot. <laughs> but I'll tell you something, there was something the way they built it. I mean, when I would turn, it would flow with me. Mm. Um we did this um uh this little little, little Insta story where I was just like uh walking. I don't know if anybody saw it. It's on my Instagram, but like um it's it's really really sweet and it just really really flowed there were a lot of like earth tones and golds and it was it was gorgeous i'm always you know like every other actress you were like we're all worried about how we look and you know i was just worried i was like oh god i'm gonna look so big i'm gonna look like stumpy and i'm so scared about that um wardrobe is such a nightmare for me but these that that this these ladies made it so wonderful for me and uh, made the experience great so i just thought it was um uh, just an exquisite design. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I mean, nobody else can wear it. It's my dress. <laughs> they should give it to you. Right. Just, uh, they should yeah. give it to me. I'd yeah. be hanging it on my wall. See how much I love fabrics back here? <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but it's very colorful in my room. Extremely. And it would look good <laughs> hanging back there. Yeah. And if, yes, it, but um, yeah. If there was any doubt left it in your mind, help. like elegance incarnate, like it was, you were an absolute presence in that gown. So, I'm I'm glad that you had a good time in it too, because we do often hear like, yeah, it's it, you know it looks great, but it's difficult to wear and it really weighs you down. So that's really cool. Yeah, no, I I, I I'm, I'm I'm lucky I didn't have the whole uh, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool experience. So like, thank God, where like you know you can see his pulse through the suit. Right. I mean, you know, I was, like, I was like, thank God I'm mostly hidden and I look like a friggin' queen. Okay, absolutely. So, um, but it it does it does help you like also to answer further uh, what Abby was uh, questioning that uh, it does help you find your personality mm. not just the physical part of it but you start to feel it and mm. i know that these like you know bernadette is not like you know you think costume think she's a designer she's an artist mm. we are everybody's an artist the way they build if a dp is an artist the way they will build the lighting or you know uh hair will you know build the hair or whatever you know i still should have got my bangs <laughs> <laughs> I I fought for them guys. I wanted that freaking fringe, man. Yeah. Uh, what do I, they I gotta do? See. I got to see some went of these previous hours. I I I'm going to now that we've done this and this episode is uh, has been on for a while, I am going to put that design on my Instagram. Ooh, so, boy. all you okay. listeners, if you want to see it, I can't get in trouble anymore. I'm going to put it up there. <laughs> it was one of the original like it wasn't even like something they were thinking of, but they did have me in short hair with bangs and I was aching for that because <laughs> I always put my freaking black hair up in a bun, you know, for, you know, I don't need to look like a, you know, but I mean, it was very exquisite the way they did it. The hair yeah. was gorgeous, but mm. you know, I still wanted to fight for my bangs. I'm freaking Vulcan. <laughs> I was like, Michael, why are you bald? You're supposed to have bangs. Everyone gets a bowl cut with bangs. 
Everybody gets a freaking bowl cut with bangs. That's more logical that way. Everyone yes. just gets the same I mean, haircut. Listen, I'll do the bun. I'll let down the hair. I just wanted my bangs. I look so cute, you guys. We'll we'll start a campaign. We'll we'll send some right. some letters to the showrunners. Justice for Tapril. Yeah. I guess I didn't look mean enough. Maybe I needed to look more stern. <laughs> like you can't take somebody like that seriously. So speaking of stern. Your character does participate in the ritual of awareness in which the subject's perceived flaws are shared with them in the spirit of total honesty. What is something about yourself that you wish somebody had made you aware of earlier in your life or in your career? Made aware. Made aware. Stop being so hard on myself. Yeah. Mm. To stop being so hard on myself and it's okay. To let go. I needed to let go sooner. Definitely. Hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I have that awareness now, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think there's so many things that, you know, we wish could have been. I mean, I don't want to live with regret, but that is a great question. Um, and I think that um, two of the big things would be um, to not be so hard on myself and uh, to the point where it just does not work Mm -hmm. you know it goes into almost like it backfires on you you think if you're hard on yourself you'll work harder and you'll do this but sometimes it goes the other way and that that can happen so one has to be really careful of that and um and i think that comes from the dance training not just the dance training but also like always trying to be better so that you can survive survive Mm -hmm. like out there with the the bullying or being different or, you know, uh, racism or whatever it was that I would have faced. Um, and I did face, but, um, and surviving that, you know, so always having to like, you know, keep going and and fighting for it. But I also wanted to love what I was doing on the way as well. Got to be able to stop and smell the roses, y'all. Got to be on top of the world. Like mom says, right? Yeah. (laughs) Top of the world, kid. How are you? (laughs) Smell the roses or clench them between your teeth as you turn down. There you go. Speaking of teeth. Okay. Captain Pike's cooking is a topic of much discussion on our show. So I I just, I have to ask you, did you get to eat any of the food in this episode? And if you did, how was it? No. It was gorgeous. I only drank the... Listen, I know it was so pretty, you know, and Mike, you're going to have to ask Michael because he was mm. the one crunching, crunching, mm-hmm. crunching, 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 you know, <laughs> this is delicious. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not, honey. Whatever you say, you know, and he crunch, 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 you know, so Michael will be the one to ask. I mean, I got, I got the tea. Mm-hmm. I had the tea, you know, that's all I got. I just got friggin' tea. All right. And that too, I had to act through it. So I was like, you know, I was drinking it, whatever. But um, no, but it it was so beautiful. Give this woman mm-hmm. bangs and a snack. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? Help me here? out, everybody. I'm chopped. So I'm sitting here like chopped liver in a beautiful gown. Oh, man. Jeez. She's not asking for much. <laughs> That's so brutal. So we do have a written question from our friend David Jones. He was in uh, episode eight under the Cloak of War as one of the, you know, tough on the ground Starfleet infantry guys. And he says, hi, Laura, you were fantastic in Strange New Worlds. Hopefully we get to see you return again. P.S. You would make a great Romulan villain. (gasps) 
I love this boy. <laughs> Maybe we can be villains together. Ooh. Um, oh, I yeah, I would love, I would love that. Um, yeah, uh, holy moly, I just like okay. What did he want to? And what did he? There was he just wanted no to question. His compliments. He no just, okay. There was no yeah. question. Yeah, okay. he just he just okay. wanted you to yeah. know that you were great, which. Is a sentiment Aww. that we reflect, you know, and and all of our callers have been wonderful in expressing that. So thank you to the callers and to the people who wrote in. You guys are what makes the show. And For we know sure. you can't talk about whether you're returning or not. But was there any talk of that when you were filming season two? Did they say, hey, you know, these characters might come around again and visit the ship another time? Or Oh, Michael and G and I have decided we're returning. So <laughs> I was like, okay, it's been named that like the ep- the one episode that we were all in was named the best episode, <laughs> one of the, the best episodes, okay, in 2023. So there's something. I was I I I was like uh, I texted I, I messaged Ethan when when that came out and I was like, hey dude, obviously it's because you were brill, but don't forget your brown posse <laughs> over here, okay? The South Asians helped you. <laughs> You kind of owe us. And, uh, you yeah. kind of owe us. Yeah, we brought a little. We brought a little sunshine to your to your life. Oh, you know? oh um, man! But uh, no, I mean, I mean, it is the 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 great thing about this episode is that there's this great comedy that you would not expect. This this wonderful thing that, like, you know, it's it's horrible for Spock, <laughs> but it's wonderful for all of us. It's a treat, and you get this comedy, and then you get this tenderness. Mm-hmm. You know, he has so many tender moments with, with, with Chappelle, with, with uh, his mom and with Amanda and uh, with, with, with uh, T'Pring as well. You know, the breakup is, 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 is hard, you know, and, you know, he's, he, she's like, you didn't, you excluded me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, she's kind of right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, she's absolutely right. <laughs> I'm your fiance. What the hell dog? Like what's going on? Like, you know, um, so, you know, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I'm, uh, a man, Mia's amazing. Like, oh, she was just, she made me cry. And I just thought that, uh, it's, 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 it's really lovely to, to, it's a bit different, you know, and you, you wouldn't expect it, but I think it was a real fun balance of, of comedy and, uh, you know, those lovely little moments, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the love triangle and <laughs> and who knows and i do think that like you know and and when they broke up she said to be apart for a while mm-hmm. she did not say this is the end important distinction and we all <laughs> and we all know that nursey's not good with her relationship she said so <laughs> right. herself that's right that's what i'm gonna all call right? her now so, is nursey i really like that i mean like I, I, I you know why i'm saying you know why i'm saying that just because i played nurse in romeo and juliet and that my director ah, they all start they all start calling they all start calling me nursey nice. so um but um yeah so nursey chappelle is like you know i mean it, it can't end there because you know we've got a ways to oh, go we, I we mean, know it doesn't yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think that you know it'd be kind of fun to see us uh you know i mean obviously we would love to come back but yeah. um i think that uh I think Gia is amazing. She's got such fun presence. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she just, it's like, I was like, you know, I kind of want to punch you, but I love you too. <laughs> like, she's like, but you're so, why? You know, it's like, I was like, you can be kind of scary, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like there's a Stepford wife thing going yeah. on, you know, um, you know, but uh, she's so beautiful. And uh, she's just, uh, I, I, I think that they just had great chemistry together and, 
you know, the actors all work really, really well together. I mean, they're, everybody's just a pro, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope I would, I would hope to that, that I'm, I'm fingers crossed and, I also want to go to Comic-Con, God damn it! Yeah. yeah. Go to Star oh, Trek yeah. Las Vegas. Absolutely. We'll see you there. I am. I would love to go, like, you know, just once, you know? It'd be so much fun. So many of my friends have gone. I'm just like, that's my turn. <laughs> Star Trek Long Island. It's coming up in June. June. They, yeah. They've only they, got a couple Strange New World people oh, signed really? up right now. We're going to yeah. be there. Yep. Oh, just my saying. God. Well, you all are so sweet. I mean, I swear. Like, I just, uh, I mean, I've, 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 uh, somebody said to me, one of my brothers was like, they were talking about you guys. They don't even know your friggin' names. And <laughs> some, some, some rando that was reviewing or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, the person that plays, like, to Pearl, I don't remember her, the actor's name. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> whatever. I know you're yeah. in there. They don't care. They're just like, oh, it's to Pring's mom, whatever. We are you here <laughs> to give flowers. And we're getting close to wrapping up. But, Alora, if I may borrow a phrase from you, you had mentioned this episode was all these comedic moments with these heartfelt things strewn throughout. I got to honestly say, I can speak for the guys. We feel that way about this interview with you. Like, I don't know if we've laughed this much recently in an interview and like some real true, you know, feelings about the, about your experience have come through and we are so, so grateful for you. So thank you for coming and spending some time with us. Guys, it's been so great. You're all so sweet. And I just feel, I feel so welcome and so accepted and so loved right now. Thank you so much. I also have to say, you you may be, you're in the running for the biggest gap between character and actor personality-wise. Like Chrissy, <laughs> yeah. Chrissy might have been there, but as La'an warms up, that's narrowing, yeah. so you might take the, the mantle Thank there. Thank God! Right? <laughs> can, can you imagine if you were all oh, like, man. I, oh, I leave and you're all like, she's exactly like that freaking bitch in the Exactly, She's actually guys. going to perform yeah. the ritual of awareness on us. Yeah. There there's no acting challenge there. What is she talking about? She wasn't acting. She was being herself. That's all. Just another day in Alora's life. Damn, bitch. I honestly didn't know what to expect. And after like your first couple of emails, I was like, guys, this is going to be fantastic. I, yes. Oh, yeah. so, that is You're 100% so true. We got to, guys, get ready. This is going to be delightful text. And I was like, totally excited. Always fun. Yeah. yeah, I love all the. I loved all the questions. I love, thank you, everybody, all of you. You're just Marcy Newman, Zoe, Abby, David, and everybody who listens. Support them. Open Pike Night's so awesome. I've been listening. I'm going to continue to listen, and I'm going to tell everybody to get on here and listen to my boys. Thank you. Cut it. Make an ad. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's see. What else is there? Oh yeah, Alora. Open mm-hmm. Pike Night is an open mic night theme podcast. Did you bring a joke for us today? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I want to, I wanted to, I could say so many, but I don't want to offend anybody. So I'm going to try to keep it clean. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I got my mic. <laughs> London. A taxi cab passenger leans over to the front and taps the driver on the shoulder to ask him a question. The driver screams, loses control of the car, nearly hits a bus, swoops up on top of the sidewalk, and stops inches from a shop window. The cab is silent for a few moments. The driver turns around and says, Mate, don't ever do that again. You scared the living daylights out of me. The passenger says, 
I'm sorry, I didn't think a little tap on your shoulder would scare you so much. The driver replies, Look, mate, it's not your fault. It's my first day as a cab driver. I've been driving a funeral van for the last 25 years. <laughs> One, that's fantastic. Two, are you telling me you could have been doing a British accent for this entire interview? <laughs> All right, let's start over. All right, so question one. (laughs) I can do it all you want, laddie. Um, Like, can you imagine everybody like, why is she sounding like that? Drama school, it's it's all dialect coaching, darlings. (laughs) You know, that was more dialect, the more as clean jokes go. Really good joke. It's it's difficult to get a clean joke across. Wow. You know, I had to keep the Tapril clean image going. You <laughs> that's know? right. That's right. I love it. <laughs> One to tell your kids. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. Or nephews or nieces or whatever you have. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alora. Oh, this was the best podcast I could ever be on. I don't think I, you guys are like, no one's going to be able to top this. Seriously. <laughs> You're, wait, Alora. Yeah. I have one more question. Yes, You've yes, mentioned yes. a couple times. Fantasy and elves. Are you are you a fantasy nerd? Is there uh, some Lord of the Rings love? Because we like to talk Lord of the Rings on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. I like you know Wheel of Time, Chronicles of Narnia. Mm, oh. I mean, I'm yeah, fantasy. I love fantasy. Oh, I just man, wanted, I hope you I want to some... be a witch and a sorceress or something. I should have been a Wheel of Time, something. We, I just want to I... be like you know. I want like you know, or Marvel, or I don't yeah. know. You absolutely belong in Wheel of Time. If you don't get on a season of Wheel of Time, then that is a travesty. Hey, like I have yeah. all these dance moves, yo. I can, can you see things coming out of these fingers and just like? Oh yeah, yes. Oh absolutely. my goodness, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm advocating. Easy, get on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm, I believe. <laughs> I know I should get on Twitter. I believe Bernadette <laughs> Croft was also a big fantasy fan. You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing mm-hmm. like some kind mm-hmm. of Lord of the Rings. That's true watch along or commentary or something in the future with these mm-hmm. wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dog, man. you should see her dress. Like she is, <sighs> oh, she's, she's exquisite the way she moves and just the way she is. And she's so grounded and so earthy. I just love that, that doll. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. 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 Great personality. Yeah. But oh, yeah. You're, you're talking to the Bernadette Croft fan club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great talking with you guys. Seriously. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, Alora. It's been fantastic. Well, that was a great start to our charades uh, season. Series? I don't know, yeah. mini series. What we have coming up with uh, Alora, Alora starting us off. We're gonna have Michael. We're gonna have Jordan Canning. We we're gonna have the whole the whole family here, and we cannot stress how I wish I wish you could all see the guest face especially yeah. Alora's oh. face for our callers i mean you guys you made her night like she loved every single one of those calls and it was amazing so i i if you want to hear your voice on the open pike night stage talking to the rest of the family the easiest Jesse, way to do, do that? that is to go to openpike.com you can click record right there on the website you can send us your voicemail and the best way to know when to do that is to sign up for our free newsletter at openpike.substack.com. 
The call to action will come directly to your inbox for free. We don't charge for anything. I know Substack likes to monetize, but we think that you guys make the show. So why would we put a barrier in front of you? Because you're really helping us. And yeah, like John said, the reactions that we're seeing, I mean, that's at least as much fun as learning the things we do about the shows. Agreed. And if you do want to, you know, throw us a little bit of actual financial support, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash openpike. And all of this information is on openpike.com, uh, including, and we are slowly working our way through our library of getting transcripts up for every episode, but Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. will soon have mm-hmm. transcripts available in the podcasting app. It only took years? them <laughs> 20 years to get there, but hey. They're getting there, and it's going to be great. So there will be transcripts. There already are transcripts available for several episodes. There will be for, for sure, all the interviews, uh, and we'll work our way through them as we can. Mm-hmm. And Cameron, mm. when you're not oh. on the Open Pike Night stage, where can folks find you? I'm around. You can find me talking about Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine now over on Green Shirt and Newbie Strike Through TNG. We are about to jump into the final season of TNG season seven. Come join us as we discuss all things gambits and sex (laughs) candles and lower decks. And that's, that's all I know about season seven. (laughs) That's all good things. That's the name of an episode, the final episode, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Picard plays poker with them. That's all I know about that episode. Uh, So yeah, come, come (laughs) join us. Come join us. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You can follow me. At Greenshirt87 on Twitter is where I'm most active. And Jesse, where can folks find you? You can find me in the social media sphere. Whatever site you use, be it Twitter, be it Instagram, Blue Sky, wherever, follow us at Open Pike and get at us. We will get back to you. Not all of those are updated with the same frequency, but they are all monitored. So if you need to get a hold of us before you send in your voicemail or anything like that, definitely come find us on the socials at Open Pike. And keep your ears open. I was recently a guest on a podcast called Twist My Arm, which is all about trying new things. And the tables were turned on me, guys. I got interviewed. And I was really, (laughs) really grateful for that opportunity because it gave me a chance to shower Cameron and John with compliments without them being able to defend themselves and to talk about, you know, how the journey of Open Pike Night has made my life better and different and i had a lot of fun so definitely keep your ears open for my appearance on the twist my arm podcast and if i may uh, make one more plug for our patreon i believe by the time you're listening to this if you're listening to this on drop day i don't think we'll have done our valentine's day live stream yet for patrons of a certain tier i believe but Mm -hmm. we will be continuing the charades theme by discussing and i forget the name of the episode jesse holding vulcan in the bone zone something like that what was it (laughs) It, yes how did you guess that it came out in 1967 and you guessed it complete we're gonna watch a mock time it's the original ponfar episode to bring is in it spock is in it there's love there's fighting i mean it's the first episode to include the Vulcan salute, you guys. So join us for our Amok oh. Time live stream. We're going to be feeling the love for Valentine's Day. Be sure 
not to taste any of the snacks because they are too salty. Be sure to clean up after yourselves. Be sure to tip your servers. You can go anywhere you want, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm.